you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. In this episode of Deeply Curious, we're going to be talking about social media and mental health. Yes. Combined, the two. (laughs) Those are things that we uh, kind of talk about a lot. Um, Sporadically, throughout each episode, we'll drop a little line or two about social media, drop a little line or two about mental health. They're always on my brain, so. (laughs) It's kind of a common uh, thread. But we were also having a kind of a lengthy conversation this morning as we were uh, sipping our Starbucks um, Uh at Astor Place and having a conversation. (laughs) We ended up talking quite a while about social media habits and uh, plans, Things. things. And so we decided, I think this is a valuable conversation that we could have on the podcast. Yes. Thus, we are here. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But before we jump into the conversation, just want to let you know and give a huge thank you to our podcast sponsor, B&H Photo Video. They are a massive photo video superstore located in New York City and also online at bnh.com. You can get all of your pro video, pro audio, photography, instruments, um, (laughs) electronics, uh, all the things, all the things that you would need for all of your creating. Mm -hmm. If you are creating arts of the (laughs) digital kind, (laughs) probably what you need is located at B&H photo video. Um, they hooked us up with all of, all of our podcasting gear that you are listening to us through, Mm -hmm. which we are very thankful for. It upped the quality of the show significantly, and that makes me joyful. (laughs) Um, So just huge thank you to B&H. We love repping brands that we actually use and love. You will uh, notice that that is a trend um, of us in our podcast, in our videos. We rarely talk about brands um, because we are very selective. I want to believe in what I'm selling. Yes. And I don't even really want to sell things. I just want to share things that I truly enjoy. Correct. And I truly enjoy B&H. I really uh, enjoy how much they help creators in New York City. And they always have the best selection at great prices. (laughs) (laughs) They also price match. So so. infomercial. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you, B&H. Let's jump into the show. Yes. So... Social media, mental health, and the links between the two yes. is um, something that is very intriguing to me, um, very apparent in mm-hmm. both of our lives. I mean, every con- any conversation we have about social media, we always end up talking about the way it is affecting our mood mm-hmm. and, the, and our productivity and our general, yeah, I guess, disposition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it is so important that we talk about this. And I want to, before we even get into the conversation, bring to the table something that I really like that uh, John Green said, who is one half of the Vlog Brothers and author. Um, you may, may have know him. You may know him from his smashing move, <laughs> hit uh, book and movie, The Fault in Our Stars. Um, yes. He is the author. And so John Green, he is also... Uh, very active on social media is also very active on YouTube with the Vlog Brothers channel, and he recently did a video uh, talking about how he is quitting social media for this entire year. Yeah, and he talks about how there is not a problem with the internet; there is a problem with his internet. Yes, 
And so such a good distinction. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of I, I want to throw that out there. And I really like that because when we're having this conversation, this conversation is about our Internet and mm-hmm. our social media. Um, and I'm not really saying, you know, that being on social media is bad for everybody. Right. And that or even that it's bad. Yeah, I'm kind of saying that, but. more so, but <laughs> yeah. like more or less. Yeah, it, like yeah, it's not. It, it is not all bad or all good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I like that he that he made that distinction, and so I was just throwing that out there. Um. But as far as our internet, yes, and our social media and our mental health, I have found since I have one turned off all notifications on social media apps. That was the first thing I did. I did that a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Um, so that I have to actively choose to get on my social media apps. Right. Um, it's not, you know, so-and-so commented, so-and-so liked, and I'm just constantly like going in right. there. You know, it's kind of like the whole um, uh, method of only checking email once or twice a day, you know, once a week, whatever your situation is. But to keep your mind focused on what you're doing instead of constantly being pinged and dinged to take divert your attention right so that you can no longer do deep work mm-hmm. so turning off notifications for me has been massive two i started implemented the seat belts um, putting yeah. safety around myself limiting my own self from social media with the new screen time features that uh, apple introduced with the new update mm-hmm. and so i turned screen time on where it restricts me from social media from 8 p.m. until 10 a.m. I thought that the biggest factor in that was turning it off at night so that right. I would- you Right, know, the be, blue light, the screens, right. your eyes not blinking, all of that stuff. Letting my mind rest, go right. to sleep, you know, all that type of stuff, and also create margin for me to be able to read books, which was something that, or is a goal of mine, mm-hmm. that I was never able to accomplish because right. I- you know sat on your phone i sat on my phone or i watched movies or whatever and so i just implemented no screens after 8 p.m and i've you know already on my third book of this year you're ahead of me actually Um, and that is uh kind of huge for me yeah um i'm i'm not a fast reader i am and also i'm definitely not the the reader that sarah is um right Mm -hmm. and so for me to be already on my third book is I, I I mean, we're not even in the second month of the year yet. Right. That's a big deal. And um, I am very happy with the progress that that has allowed me to do. Um, and I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I thought that was going to be the most important. But it was actually the morning restricting myself from social media until well after I'm awake. Right. Because you wake up at an ungodly hour. No. Yes. I wait. No, I wake up pro- normally around seven a.m. Yeah, ungodly. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> between in, in a lot of times, it's between seven and eight. Sometimes it is eight. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that the other day he woke up. You woke up at like six a.m. or something, right. and I woke up because he was walking around the apartment. And then later he was. I was like, "Why did you wake up at six? He was like, "Well, I just decided the night." Like last night that I was going to wake up at six. So my body woke me up at six. Like, what? 
<laughs> you can just tell your body, hey, wake me up at six. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't think that's the truth. I can say all I want. Hey, wake me up at 6 a.m., body. And it'll be like, oh, 11, okay. <laughs> I just say wake me up before September ends, and normally right. it happens. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. sorry. So I, like I was saying, I, I thought that the, the nighttime ritual was actually going to be the more important thing. But I have found that the morning yeah. ritual is actually way more important for my personal I guess, health and productivity Mm -hmm. that by not allowing myself to get on social media first thing um, or, you know, until after I have done meaningful work. Right. It has increased my productivity and the amount of stuff I can get done during the day and the way I feel about my day and myself. I mean, graph off the chart. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I didn't really recognize this in the beginning. It wasn't until actually this week or, or the week before there was a day that I just I just decided that I was uh, tired and I wanted to just kind of lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to get on my phone before I did anything. I was like literally got back in bed. I grabbed my phone because I don't keep my phone near the bed anymore, which was another thing that I another you know safety feature that I put on myself um, that I have to physically get up. And so. I got up, I got my phone, and I ended up just getting back in bed. Probably was in bed for, I don't know, 30 minutes or something, looking at social media apps. That day, I checked social media probably 300% more than any Mm -hmm. other day. Yeah. Um, Like, I just was constantly feeling like, check it, check it, check it, get on the app. And then I would get on the app, and I would be, I I guarantee you, I did nothing nothing meaningful that day yeah you know maybe some like busy work i did yeah like emails or something in no way did i do any meaningful work that day yeah it it ruined my day Mm -hmm. um and that happened a second time um that was a little bit different situation i i had i i needed to get one of our videos uploaded and the night before my um, time allotted ran out where it was after eight and I wasn't done with uploading and all that. But because I uh, want to remain disciplined in my screen time, no screens after eight, I decided, I was like, okay, well, this just means I have to get up early tomorrow to do this. And so I got up early and I got my computer, but I brought my computer to bed with me. Uh-huh. And I, you know, did the thing and I worked on it or whatever. But since I was already on my computer, I, I it didn't really feel like I was in work mode because I was laying in bed on my computer. I checked social media. And again, that day was shot after that. I was mm-hmm. just like constantly checking everything. Just like, you know, yeah. as one. I'm sure I'm sure everybody's experienced as that. Um, yeah. It's just constantly checking everything. And so at the end of that day. It, I was reflecting on those two days that I had had in a two-week period of getting on social media in the morning. I was like, wow, limiting myself in the morning is huge for my personal mm-hmm. productivity. And in yeah. the way – here's how I would say it. By not getting on social media until closer to noon allows me to be in control of social media 
versus if I get on it first thing, social media controls me for the rest of the day. Right. And so I, that is just something that I've learned about myself and also is maybe something that I would uh, encourage others to try out. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe it works for everybody. Maybe it doesn't. I'm only one case study. Mm -hmm. But results may vary. (laughs) Results may vary. (laughs) But uh, I I think that it is something valuable to consider um, is restricting getting on social media until after you've done meaningful work. Yeah, I think um, I would totally agree with the morning situation though i'm a little bit different because i'm like at all times of the day so um because i use it to like avoid things it's like so this is like well this is one of the things that i planned on saying at some point in the podcast might as well be here i not too long ago maybe like four or five months ago i started thinking about like addiction in a different way because um like a lot of people, or maybe I should say I started talking or I started thinking about drug addiction in a different way because, you know, a lot of people, when you think about drug addicts or whatever, like it's always like drugs, like heroin, crack, whatever. Mm-hmm. But tech, like caffeine is a drug and social media, I think, is a drug, mm-hmm. at least in my personal experience. And like, it's no less of an addiction than heroin or whatever. And so I started kind of like thinking about it like that because the way that I use social media is to escape and is to like avoid having to think about certain problems or feelings or whatever. Like I mindlessly scroll that like, um, I don't know, it was probably like six months ago. I was sitting on the couch, mindlessly scrolling, I think Pinterest or something. And you walked up to me, it was like almost midnight. And mm-hmm. you were like, are you um, scrolling Pinterest to avoid going to sleep so that you don't have to think about waking up tomorrow? And Cause I had to go do something that I didn't wanna do. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> I am, I think, (laughs) you know, and so I've just been like paying a lot of attention to that. And like when I get on social media, what is my mood when I get on and what is my mood when I get off? And like, why am I going to social media to like um, placate myself, I guess? And so but I don't have the discipline that you have. I can't just be like, well, I'm just not going to get on it until 10 a.m. Even with the um, limiters that the iPhone gives you, th- those are great. And I'm really glad that they put them in place, but like they just don't work for me because I don't have accountability. Like if I'm by myself somewhere, you're not with me, I'll just like ignore the limit. I'll just be like, whatever, I'll do what I want. Like I'm going to get on social media. You know what I mean? So it just doesn't really, I don't think it works for me very well. So Two weeks ago, I just deleted all of the social apps from my phone just to like, well, the original idea was I just am going to like detox and like figure out, like figure out my next steps. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I deleted them all from my phone and not being on social media in the morning is actually game changing. 
Like it really does like, I guess, set the pace for the rest of the day, which is insane because I kind of thought it would be for me too, like at night because that's like I use it to avoid, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but it's it really is the mornings that is like crucial. And one thing that I've always, not always, um, one thing that I have come to like have an opinion on is using social media in the morning. It's like, why are we, our, our brains, like we just slept for eight hours, you know, or, yeah. or close to it. And we have allowed our brain to rest, rejuvenate and become anew for the, mm-hmm. for the day. And then we wake up and we give our very best brain power, our very best brain cells, you know, with all of their new in- energy to scrolling social media. Like whenever I started to realize that about what I was doing with my time and, and you know, that I was literally, I would, you know, wake up, reach over, grab the phone, scroll through social media. And it's like, I'm giving away my most like energized, right. you know, brain time to scrolling to nothing, to absolutely nothing. Yeah. And that led me to coin the phrase, don't scroll your life away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so now whenever uh you know I, that I will be uh whatever we're doing yeah. if I notice that Sarah is uh has been scrolling for a long time, you know, I sometimes I'll just say don't scroll your life away. Yep, that's true. And then it's she's wonderful. like I'll do what I want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is is that it's true. So and I will only say that, like in this conversation, whenever you tell me later to stop scrolling, I will yeah. tell when you. When I'm packing I'll do... up all the podcast gear and you're yeah. scrolling social media, <laughs> I will say I'll do what I want. <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know. I think for me, it's just like an, or I'm noticing it. I'm just overstimulated. Hmm. Um, I also deal a bit with stress and anxiety. If you guys haven't noticed. <laughs> And so social media like really plays into my anxiety and it's just overstimulating me, I think. And it's not even like all the news on Twitter or the outrage or whatever. I think it's it's a literal overstimulation. It's not like there's just too much going on, you know, whatever. It's like photo after photo after photo after photo after photo. And like your brain just like it, it can't, you know what I mean? It can't mm-hmm. handle it. And like story after story after story of a video and a video and a video. And like there's literally no end to social media, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like laundry. And like yeah. our brains don't know how to like stop it, mm-hmm. you know? So I just like, I have been feeling like way overstimulated um, and overwhelmed by social media. So I've been like thinking about this for a long time. Like, okay, what literally like months I've been <laughs> I've been like trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with this whole revelation of social media, but then also like not necessarily wanting to get rid of social media because I I like it. Like I like knowing what my friends in other parts of the country are up to. And I like meeting people on social media and things like that there's like certain aspects of it that are really great um but i do think that maybe it's just not something that i am equipped to deal with 
you know? So I deleted all socials for the last two weeks. But I thought on Friday, I was like, you know what? Like, it's been two weeks and I feel really great. You know, I'm just going to download Instagram back onto my phone, not get on it, you know, but just like see how I like do. I was on it all day. I, I was like, are you kidding me? I just did a two week detox from social media and it did nothing for me. Like <laughs> it did nothing. I can't. I, I was so irritated at myself. So Instagram has now been deleted from my phone again. And I think I don't really know what my next step is like as far as like how to control social media and not allow social media to control me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, the thing that you said about it being an addiction. Yeah. I think that it is so very true and something that a lot of us don't really ever consider or recognize. Well, it's like socially acceptable. Right. You know? It's like coffee. You know, right. it's like it's, it's, it's addictive, acceptable. but it's also like sexy to talk about how you um, can't talk to anybody unless you have your morning coffee. It's like right. you're saying, I literally need to be on drugs you know, yes. to, to handle you. Yes, exactly. Um, and so. But it, I really do. I've been thinking about this for like six months. I really do think that it's no different. Like it's just that, you know, act, like other drugs, like heroin, crack, whatever, have like other effects that right. are like pretty detrimental. And so that's why there's such a like bad reputation around them. But caffeine or social media is no different than any other drug addiction i think or maybe not social media specifically but you know screen screens yeah our phones whatever um i don't think there's any difference the and i definitely there's no difference for me because i'm using it for the same purposes the addiction that i have heard it likened to that i think it is a really good comparison is gambling addiction yeah yeah. Because it is a stimulus, not a drug. I guess drugs are stimulus too, but um, it's not an ingestible. Um, it makes sense, um, yeah. You know, it's it's not something. It, I feel like pe- more people can get behind the fact, you know, they're like, they well, relate. it's not a drug because you're not actively putting a hallucinogen or a depressant or whatever into your body. Right. You know, you're just like, you know, looking at something. Well, that is the same as gambling. Gambling is not something that you're ingesting. Gambling is something that you are doing. Right. And um, it's the same as somebody who sits at a slot machine and they get addicted to it and they get addicted to pulling the lever, seeing a response, and sometimes being rewarded, most of the time not, but they can't stop. Yeah. And that is the exact same thing as social media. Yes. You're scrolling. You are sometimes rewarded. Most of the time, not. And most of the time, you leave with less money than what you came in with. Mm-hmm. You leave with less energy than what you came in. You, you came leave- in with with less, basically, happiness. Yeah, you have like a little bit of an empty feeling. And then the only thing that your brain says will fill the empty feeling is more, more of the same thing that's emptying you. Yeah. For sure. So... Again, that may not be everybody's experience with social media, but I do think that it is more than zero. One hundred percent agree. Um, and I think that it is also probably more than a lot of people would like to admit. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because it, I mean, the internet is cool and like has given so many opportunities to so many people. And like, it's, it's a v- amazing connective place. But I mean, that doesn't mean it's all good, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, I don't know, we should just pay attention to, and, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like, we, there were no seatbelts in the beginning. Like we didn't know what it was going to do to our brains. Mm-hmm. And so now we're all just like, what right. the crap? Like, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, talk about that. We, we have, we have, said this story before but i since this is the entire episode about social media maybe some of you haven't heard us say this but i don't remember who came up i I read an article of this person who interviewed three different people a psychologist uh i don't know two other people i can't remember anyways about social media and one of them said that their view on social media is basically this when the car was first invented Everybody hated it because it went too fast. It was not safe, um, you know, things like that. Mm. And they were right. And as car technology progressed, right. you know, it got faster right. and more dangerous. And they were right. And so what they did was created, they invented seatbelts and airbags for safety precautions. And um, he said, that's where we're at with social media. He said, it's it's fast and unsafe and we just need some seat belts mm-hmm. and, and traffic lights yes you know it's like we roads were the, the wild west yeah you know and you know we now in for the metaphor you know we have you know seat belts and we have uh airbags you know safety features if we were to crash but there are even more safety measures in place to keep us from crashing. Right, like websites, the internet, only gets paid if you are staying on their site. Right. That's it. So everything, and I I know it sounds like kind of a pessimistic, I guess, but like everything is created or, you know, a headline is a headline to get you to click on it, mm-hmm. you know, and like, um, Facebook makes their algorithm the way they do to get you to stay there. And every website is like that. And so it's kind of manipulative. And I feel like we should at least be aware of when we're being manipulated, you know, and like actively choose to continue being manipulated or not. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? And to realize that every single website and especially social media websites they are all incentivized yes. to keep you on their website for as long as possible. Right. Because that's the way that they serve you ads, then which that's is how the they way that they make money. The more ads they can serve you over time, the more money they can make. And so every update, every algorithm mm-hmm. is all designed around how can we keep you on our site for as long as possible. Right. And if you want even... Uh, uh, a side note proof of that is post something on any of the social sites, like post something on Facebook that is just a text post or you upload a picture directly to Facebook. See how far that reach goes, how many Mm -hmm. people are liking and commenting on it. 
then post a link to something oh, yeah. else that's going to take them away from Facebook and then see how many people like and comment and do that. Literally nobody. Because Facebook suppresses and well, I mean, not just Facebook, social media apps suppress content that is taking people away from their website. Right. They want and you so to then, post directly to the website. And your happiness is based on that interaction and it doesn't interact well. And then your mood goes significantly down and it has nothing to do with anything except for that, well, you want them to go away from Facebook so we're not gonna show it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all so manipulative and so like wild. It messes with your brain. <laughs> so speaking of articles and yes. speaking of stats and mm -hmm. proof, we weren't really talking about stats, but we'll just <laughs> run with it. So I read an article um, today um, in preparation for this episode. There you go, prepping again. Um, so this is an article by Jonathan Haidt. Um, he recently wrote a book about the coddling of the uh, American mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I've not read it yet, but it sounds very interesting. I've listened to a couple interviews with him and all. Uh, is it about advertising and stuff? No. Oh. Um, he is talking about how, specifically about Gen X, the generation after millennials, how. Z, I thought. Oh, sorry. Yes. Z, we are X. There's No, Z. we are Y. Then who's no. X? Yeah, we because uh, I think I'm technically at I Y, which is the second half of Y. Right? Our parents X, I guess, and we're Y X Y Z. Yes. Yeah. We know the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's way at the end. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So what's after Gen Z? I don't know. I guess we're going back to A. Oh. Um. So generation Generation Z coming up. How they have been um, coddled and um basically have been pruned yeah no they haven't been pruned they've been softened because prune mm -hmm. would uh, yes <laughs> they essentially they have been put into little bubbles and allowed been allowed their entire childhood to not have to deal with any sort of negative things and everything around them is a trigger warning and you know taking all of that away from them and uh, making sure that they don't eat dirt and making sure that yeah, yeah. nobody ever says anything mean about them. And so whenever now they're enter entering into college and enter in entering into adulthood, they do not know how to handle Cope. life. Yeah. And they are shifting that dynamic of what it even means to, they don't understand nuance is the biggest thing, but okay. that's not the conversation we're having. Um, he, that is what his book is about, but he also talks about social media and he wrote this article in the guardian and i quote <laughs> we also see this trend in the rate of teenage suicide which is rising for both sexes in the u.s and the uk the suicide rate is up 34 percent for teenage boys in the u.s for girls it's up an astonishing 82 percent mm. in the uk the corresponding increase for teenage boys through 2017 is 17 percent with the increase for girls at 46 percent Nobody knows for certain why recent years have seen so much more of a change for girls and boys, but the leading explanation is the arrival of smartphones and social media. Girls use social media more than boys, and they seem to be more affected by chronic social comparison. Focus on physical appearance, awareness of being left out, and social or relational aggression that social media facilitates. 
I don't think that's surprising at all. I that is interesting that the US rates are higher than the UK because mm -hmm. I always thought it was opposite. The UK's rates are actually down overall versus huh. the US is actually rising overall. Interesting. Um so some other graphs um that were that he also shared were in 2017, one in five girls in the U.S. aged between 12 and 17 suffered at least one major depressive episode. Mm. And in the graph, it's a graph that is going from 2004 to 2016, and it shows the percentage of boys and girls who have suffered at least one major depressive episode. And the numbers stay generally the same, um, it's it's kind of like a a, a steady mm -hmm. line right up until 2011 2012 the introduction of mm. most you know social media social media it takes a steep yeah incline especially for girls yeah um boys it's it's a you know a general it's it's a pretty good hill um yeah for females it is a mountain um Again, the uh, suicide, there was a graph that corresponded with the um, suicide rate jumping significantly with um, social media. And then another graph is about um, self-harm, self so mm -hmm. um, cutting yourself. Yeah. Um, this, again, is much higher in girls because um, self-harm is more of a female thing because uh, one of the things that Jonathan said is that females tend to um, internalize mm -hmm. their uh, depression and hurt themselves and ma men um, externalize their depression and hurt others. Um, so with- uh, Totally. So with, uh, uh, basically this is hospital admissions for non-fatal self-harm in girls. And the, it is, um, it has risen steadily um, for all age groups, um, but the ages 10 to 14 hmm. from 2009, it looks like, to 2015 is up 189%. Oh, my gosh. So these are Gen Zers, uh, girls that have been given phones and social media at a young age. Their self-harm rate is well, up 192 89 yeah. percent and then uh age 15 to 19 is, is the highest group overall um and they're up 62 percent um versus uh 20 to 24 is up 17 percent um mm -hmm. and one thing he talks about this is for most millennials our social media was not really um we weren't given social media up until basically college. Um, most uh, millennials did not get social media until college or just before. And so we yeah, were I mean, able I to got live- Facebook my senior year of high school. Right. I think it came out a couple years before that, but. And so essentially what he's saying is we were actually lucky enough um, to live our entire childhood without social media mm -hmm. and it was given to us later. So we are, uh, generally speaking, the millennial generation, statistically, I guess I should say, statistically speaking, the millennial generation is doing, is faring far better than Gen Z whenever it comes to the effects of social media because we were given 
uh, it was given to us at a much later right. developed age. Right. So the the data that would be correlation, um, not this isn't a causation scientific study. This is just big data that yeah. is um, you know being correlated with the introduction of social media into the world and the amount of self-harm, mm -hmm. suicide, and mental disorders mm -hmm. all dramatically Right, increasing. like not even just like a literal spike. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, well, it doesn't surprise me, first of all, especially like in girls, um, because yeah, I mean, well, generally speaking, females are more social than male and obviously <laughs> comparison is a thing for girls mm -hmm. and i mean society like we are taught to compare and to like feel like we're not enough and like buy all this crap that's going to make us look and feel better or whatever and like yeah obviously social media is prime for that you know and especially with the like um I guess like the influencing age with the like Instagram influencers like flying to all these places, mm -hmm. and, you know, that whole, well, like, uh, was it the fire festival documentary yeah. we watched at the very, which was <laughs> wild, but at the very end of the documentary, they were talking about like, you can literally rent a photo session <laughs> on a yeah. private jet and it for like, three thousand dollars or right. something it's like in russia where they have it doesn't leave the the runway tarmac, yeah. the, the tarmac yeah and you just like pretend like you're flying in a private jet right. and get professional photos it, yeah it's like for in russia instagram they have this first class cabin i think there's a whole plane but this yeah it's like a first class cabin that they have sitting there that it, it's not for flying it is literally for you to pay to come and take your photos in the first class cabin to post on social media and it I'm kind of speechless about it because I think that just shows like a lot of the um, the negative things that are happening with social media right now. Like, I mean, you, you're you're perpetuating such an idea that is like so unattainable. Yet, it's everyone feels like, oh, if I'm not that, I'm nothing. Like, there's this like, you know, used to, which I mean, I, I guess it kind of goes into the like everyday people are now celebrities like everyone's mm -hmm. famous kind of thing and like i have a lot to say about fame culture too and like celebrities and all that stuff like just the like toxicity in all of it um and i guess it sort of plays into that but like now it's not just like watching celebrities be famous in magazines you know what i mean it's like our our peers, mm -hmm. our, our friends, our people who are supposedly just like us have this lifestyle that like we perceived feel- Perceived lifestyle. Perceived lifestyle, right, because they're paying for a photo session, I forgot. Perceived lifestyle that we all feel like I'm not successful if I don't have that. Right. You know? And it just like, it perpetuates this, this mentally unwell, <laughs> like- culture that we're all living in right now and i read a statistic a couple years ago it's been a while and i don't know even where i read it from but so who knows really <laughs> but it it said like 
80% of the world's antidepressants are consumed in America. 80%. Mm-hmm. I that's insane. Like I I don't even know like what to say about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they how are the most connected generation. Right. And the most depressed. Yes, most depressed, most lonely. Yeah. And and it's proven. I mean, it's true. Like yeah. there are science studies right. and whatever I guess about Gen that. Gen Z is the most depressed, but millennials are the most lonely. Yeah. And I I just think that's really sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I don't want to I don't want to perpetuate that and I don't want to we've had a lot of conversations about this recently too, but I don't want to be a part of a system that promotes or perpetuates something that is 100% against who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And so we've been having a lot of conversations about that and not just social media, but like literally everything in my life. Like I want everything that I do to be purposeful and intentional and like healthy. And so thinking about that with social media, like I, at this point in my life at this time i cannot do social media well i can't do it healthy and so i think like i just can't do it i think that's where i'm at you know Mm -hmm. and so i don't really have i i mean i mean that's the, the, the those conversations that we've been having have also led us to also be reevaluating how we are going to be moving forward in, I guess, our career. Right. Um, so as you are listening to right now, we're podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also on YouTube and we're making videos. Um, and all of that stuff lends itself very well to selling something. To advertising. Um, and- advertising, all that type of stuff. And like I mentioned, you know, in the beginning, we're talking about B&H, it's like, we only want to talk about things that we genuinely right. use. Yes. We I get, you know, hit up all the time for, you know, to sell things um, to you. Um, and I turn them down because, or they can send me a sample product and, but I have never once used a sample product and actually shared it. Right. Because I'm like, this... Nothing has ever been to the point where I would text my friend and be like, yo, right? have you seen this thing? It's always like, eh, that was kind of disappointing. So why why would I possibly, you know, talk about that or try to sell that thing um, to, you know, people? Because yeah. that that is so inauthentic to me that I, I just can't do it. Right. And so you will actually, I'm not going to announce it now, but it's very soon in the future we are going to be changing some stuff in our um, you know, model of way we're, we're doing things that is going to free us up you know, from that obligation. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I also think it's in line with our values. I also think it's in line with this conversation um, yeah. of truly uh, being authentic and living uh, the way that we, to truly live and present mm-hmm. the life that not only do that we are trying to live and want to live but right. also that we feel is worth emulating right 
Yeah. Like I, so I read um, this book called Notes on a Nervous Planet by Matt Haig and it is so good. I, I think probably I had been feeling a lot of these feelings and he talks about them all in his book. And so I think maybe it like started this whole like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to do this. I'm going to change my whole life, you know, kind of mentality. Um, but it's a book about anxiety. It's on anxiety and how the society that we live in, the the world that is set up for us is all about making us, is, is making us more anxious. And he talks a lot about advertising in that book too and social media. I think they kind of go hand, I mean, mm-hmm. social media exists because advertisers pay to be on there. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. it, they are kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, but he talks about how regardless of if it's a good ad or whatever, and maybe, I guess I'm just going to say it because whatever, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> regardless of if it it's art and a good ad and like beautiful and whatever, the at the core of an ad is to get you to want to buy something. It's to get you to feel that feeling of, I'm not fulfilled yet, but that when I buy that, I'll feel happy. Mm-hmm. That is the point of every ad, regardless of how good it is. Um, and I think like that's my whole problem. Yeah. Like that's my whole thing with like social media and and everything is like at at the core of it all. It's about making you feel less than so that you'll stay there so that they can sell to you. You know? And like I just I just don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. To present ways that your life sucks. But I have a solution. Buy this face cream and you'll be pretty. Right. You know, like oh, that's brave of you. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> I'm so glad I could share my story. Yeah, I think um yeah, I don't know. There's nothing wrong necessarily with I want make that clear like with advertising or whatever like i've i mean okay let me just say i personally am against it but like i i understand the way in which we live i i get that we're in a consumeristic society i get that you know whatever i also understand that people who sell things to people gotta pay rent like right i have no judgment against anybody yeah and it's like will we never sell anything no no it's because like there's and i have advertising is uh, so much of our economy right that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying we literally can't survive as a people as is without yeah (laughs) advertising and consumerism i get it but and i think i don't know i think we can survive without consumerism we just can't survive without consuming i don't well, like, the, what do you mean? Because consumerism di- is the buy, buy, buy. I need more. I need to. Oh, I. Well, uh, isn't that how all of the everybody works? Don't they feed you that lie? Yes. I just think that there is a healthy way to consume. Totally. I think there's a healthy way to consume. I'm the, not against consuming. I things. just think that consumerism is is the unhealthy. 
but I don't know the right word for the healthy side. I see what you're like, saying. You know, because there's a healthy way to consume. Yes, totally. Like, you don't need to go to H and M every time there's a new baby shower or right. a, a new you know, somebody invited to some frat party. It's like you don't need a new outfit every single time. Right. You also don't have to be an insane minimalist either, because uh, we're not. We're minimalist, but we're not crazy. Like crazy crazy get rid of everything i have like 400 books like i'm you know mm -hmm. marie kondo does not agree but or i mean does not approve of 400 books but that's beside the point anyways my point is is that i do not judge or knock anybody who partakes in that system necessarily because i understand that that is how we run currently also, I have purchased products because an Instagram influencer talked about it and I ended up loving the product. Like there's, it's not that it's like all bad, but again, I know because I know myself like that all of that makes me very mentally unwell. <laughs> right. You know, and like, I just, I just don't think that I can like do it a little bit. I think it's all or nothing. I think my brain can't handle. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think very, so what you were saying there with, you know, sometimes you've bought things that you have liked or whatever. It's like, I have, I have too, like, especially with, um, there is on occasion, very seldomly do you see an ad or you see, you know, uh, somebody on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever who is using a product that legitimately you've never seen before and fulfills a need that you legitimately have. Right. And so, uh, like sitting right next to me is my backpack and it's a douchebag made by Yoon Olsen. Yeah. And, um, yes. And that is the name of the, that's the company. That's name. the name of the bag <laughs> company is called douchebags. Um, and, I had been looking for an everyday backpack for oh, a long time. Years, probably. But I never found one that fit my aesthetic and fit my needs. Right. And then he made this backpack and showed it to me on a YouTube, showed it to everybody on a YouTube <laughs> video. He didn't show it to me specifically. He said, hey, Cody. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he advertised a product and right. I was like, holy cow. I need that. exactly what I need. I ordered it and I absolutely love it. It's my everyday backpack that, you know, right. the thing that... I use all the time and it, I'm very happy with that purchase saying that to say it's not that it never works. It is more so that it is few and far between Yeah, that an advertisement is given to you that genuinely meets a true need that you have right? versus creating a void in your life to yes. fulfill the void that didn't exist before you that thing. that thing. Yes. It absolutely. And that's that is the thing I think that gets me is that we're all just running around saying like, "Oh hey, you're not complete yet, but here, mm -hmm. I have this thing for you." And like whether or not that's actual I'm nobody's actually saying that, but but like that's the that's the feeling it's creating, right? You know. And um I think it was Ashton Kutcher said it in a speech or something one time. He said, we don't have to buy what they're selling. You know what I mean? And I think he was like, you don't have to buy. 
you know, the fact like from these makeup companies that you need mascara to look pretty. Like you don't have to buy that. You can just decide that you look pretty, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's just where I'm at. I, I, I'm just really tired of like buying into the thing that I don't believe in. Yeah. Not that, I don't mean that in like our own personal work. I just mean like as a consumer. Right. Like I'm really tired of buying into something I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where that leaves me, but... <laughs> Yeah, my whole life might be over. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, and again, that goes back to the, how I started this conversation. That may not be the case for everybody. Like, it's probably not. Like for us, I would semi-label us as anti-consumers. Um, right. Like we, I would definitely would not label myself as consumeristic. Like I rarely buy things. Right. Rarely. Um, the only thing I actively just like shop for are books. Yeah. Other than that, if it's not like a, I notice that. I don't have this thing that I need. Like a, I bought pot holders the other day because mm-hmm. <laughs> ours were old. And I was like, I'm really tired of looking at these old gross pot holders. I'm going to buy new ones. You know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If it's not like a mission yeah, um, shopping, then it's books. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but so this is just sharing our, you know, experience with that and our, our, our thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, but I think that, Relating this back to the social media thing, social media, even whenever it is not advertising, yeah, it still can be selling. It's selling. Well, it's selling an idea. An idea. It's selling a lifestyle. Um, but I think he, I think that is. So I think there's two folds this, to the conversation. It is one. That's the comparison side of it. Mm-hmm. The um, you know, looking at it and looking at other people, comparing yourself to them, to Which those I'm, people. I, I'm impossible. It's, I can't not <laughs> compare. Right. I'm, it's impossible. So there's that side, but then there's also just the addictive nature right. of social media in even, no matter if it is good or bad. Right. It's addictive um, right. or can be addictive. Um, and so being, being controlled by the need to see the notifications Mm -hmm. being controlled by the need to get on the app um that part of it is just as much of a as a detriment to my personal mental health and my personal productivity that it is worth limiting myself Mm -hmm. and whenever i do limit myself and keep the discipline to not hit ignore i feel much better mm-hmm. about my day. I feel much better in general. I feel uh, clearer yeah. in my head. I feel like I, I think you can, I can come up with ideas and you know things better. Yeah, I think you can do social media in a healthy way, just like I think you can consume in a healthy way, right? right. Like it's just figuring out those limiter limiters for yourself, and then like actually doing them. And like Mm -hmm. staying aware, self-aware of how you're feeling and mostly why are you even on social media? Like, like, um, are you on it because your brain just like opened the app and you Mm -hmm. have no idea like how you got there or are you on it because you're avoiding something? Are you on it because you're, um, like comparing and like going down this kind of like negative self, 
spiral, you know, mm-hmm. like, or are you on it to actually connect and to see like how your friends are? Like, I think if you're just really honest and self-aware about the reason that you're on social media at that point in time, mm-hmm. and it's not like a general statement, like, oh, I'm on social media because I love seeing my friends. Like, no. Right, that can be your excuse for getting on it all right. the time. Like, in this 10 minutes, mm-hmm. why have you been scrolling social media? And like, really ask yourself those questions. And that's what I started doing, and more often than not, it's because I'm in some sort of negative spiral, you know? Yeah. And also I think asking yourself, um, you know, after of like, am I happier now than I was two hours ago when I started scrolling social media? For sure. What is my mood now after scrolling social media versus how I was before? Mm -hmm. Is it better? Is it worse? Is it, you know, what effect did it have on you in, in truly weighing the cost because it it's going to have a cost right um you know is it a, is it a net positive or a, a negative you know it's like yeah um there can't there will be there are there is times i mean that i i just felt like i was getting into a hole there of saying of feeling like i was saying that all social media consumption is right. negative. Ultimately, no, that's not the case because it does bring joy to connect with friends. It does bring joy also, to- Also, memes are funny. Right. And it's good to laugh. Yes, you it's know? good to laugh. You can be entertained. I, you can I actually- enjoy a good sarcastic tweet. You like, can <laughs> make genuine uh, people connections, have mm-hmm. actual conversations. All of that is why social media is so amazing. Yeah. All of that is why we shouldn't- um, discontinue the car. Right. We should just create safety seat, lanes, yes. create traffic lights and stop signs and put seatbelts because having the car is way more valuable and we can get way more done and we can right. We can progress the human race and through connection yes. much faster and easier than if we all had to, you know, ride bikes. Right. Um, but so I think that there is value to social media and it does have a place in our new world. Yes. But we have given it control over a lot of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I have personally given it control many times. And I think that finding the balance, figuring out what I need to do so that I can enjoy the benefits of social media without falling into, I guess, just the addictive qualities and natures of it. Yeah, I think social media is really great in a lot of aspects. I just think I can't handle it right now. And so I'm just asking a lot of questions. And again, like most of what we talk about, being very intentional and self-aware in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, I don't really have any like um, nicely packaged thoughts yeah. to sum up my views on social media and mental health because I'm currently living it. So I don't know. I guess this is just a lot of questions right, right now. Yeah, I think that uh, the end would be 
just the fact that everybody's different. I um, am less affected by right. social media in general. I am a little more disciplined to be able to set my be, to be self-limiting, right? You know, versus you, it affects your mental health significantly more, right? And you have a harder time with self-limiting, and so probably because it affects my mental health, though. Like right. those are probably correlate, honestly. Yeah. And so, you know, you are asking those questions and make in setting them up of like, okay, I've tried, yeah, many different things. These things don't work, and I like myself much better when I'm not on social media. Yeah. And so figuring out, do I just need to not be on social media? How can I continue to contribute um, my art to the world without it Um, or through very limiting um, access? Yeah, we've talked about like, Cody having the passwords to my social medias and not me so that I can't just get on it when I want, but I can like, he can like get on it and post something for me or, or whatever. Like right. we, I mean, we're discussing all kinds of things. Yeah. Cause it's not like, I, I don't want to not contribute or not be on it because like we mentioned it's fun. There's like memes that I I want to see the dog videos, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but like having somebody in control of how long I can watch the dog videos mm-hmm. is probably a good idea, you know. But I think even more than than that, it is the um the fact that you're an artist and yeah. you create art for the world and Right now, the way that the world is set up is that art is consumed or found through the mediums of social media. Right. And so, you know. How do I do that without falling into the mess that is my brain? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, those are the, the, that is essentially um, the conversation we were literally having today of just how to, create the internet that for us right how do i manage my internet yeah well yeah and so and in in that conversation it just felt very uh valuable to you know record that yeah um, because there could be many i think that knowing that data and seeing the graphs of of the you know the, the correlation of Mm -hmm. social media and mental health in this um next generation is massive yeah and should not be ignored and should not be ignored in our lives either and knowing ultimately right just because you're not a gen z doesn't mean it's not doing the exact same thing to you yeah because i would say that you have 100 percent found it Uh, is doing that to you oh for sure yeah um that you know you're basically you recognize yourself in the graphs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that it's, it's important to n- know the, the, you know, what's what perspective. Yes. Perspective. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. There you have it. Um, that would be. Is that, it feels kind of like a non-ending pod, like a non-ending for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because we just don't have any nice little like. <laughs> This Bo. is our opinion. <laughs> Bo to wrap it up in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
so I guess that non-ending is now. Um, thank you guys for listening to <laughs> Deeply Curious. We appreciate um, your time that you have given to the podcast. Hopefully yeah. that time was given because it is beneficial to you and you have found uh, that it um, entertains you. Educates you or yeah. provides perspective uh, or a different perspective into your life. Yeah. Um, that would be the goal is for us to just share our life in progress and hope that that is something that is of value yeah. um, to you. Yes. So thank you guys for uh, listening to this episode. If you've made it this far, it is probably because you enjoyed it. Um, so if you wouldn't mind heading over to iTunes and leaving a review of this podcast that helps get the show spread um, mm. so that more people can um, listen to the thing that you probably enjoy since you're listening to me still <laughs> right now, even though the show's already ended. Yeah. Um, so that is the end. I, I got nothing. Okay. All right. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>